everybody, I'm Connor, that's Doug, and welcome to the Funky Food Pod, the podcast that explores the wackiest and weirdest dieting fads throughout history. In this week's episode, we'll pucker our lips and discuss the vinegar diet, which was all the rage back in the 1820s and featured, you guessed it, drinking a whole lot of vinegar. Side effects of this one included vomiting and, uh other gastrointestinal issues, so it definitely did help with weight loss. Next, we'll turn a skeptical eye to Fletcherizing, which was a popular turn-of-the-century fad that required dieters to chew each morsel of food 32 times, once for each tooth, before spitting out the remains. The idea being the body will absorb all the nutrients it needs without packing on those pesky pounds. The diet even had its own motto, nature will castigate those who don't masticate. Finally, Tuck in for the night as we discuss the Sleeping Beauty Diet, which was made popular by none other than Elvis Presley and required nothing other than catching some serious Z's. After all, you can't eat when you're asleep. Connor, Connor, you can't argue that, but I'm intermittent fasting right now and I'm hangry. Let's get on with the show. This is not that podcast. This is the Bethel School District presents a podcast about the Bethel School District. And we have a great show for you today. Last week was Teacher Appreciation Week, and we're excited to announce that four of our amazing educators educators are now National Board Certified. The National Board for Professional Teaching Standards is recognized as the source for the highest standards and practices that improve teaching, leading, and learning. It's voluntary, and it takes one to three years to complete. Joining the ranks this year are music teacher Eric Griebenau from Pioneer Valley Elementary, BVA teacher Michelle Martin, humanities teacher Andrew Cooley from Spanaway Middle School, and French world language teacher Jane Toulson from Spanaway Lake High School. We've been doing this for a while, over 10 years, have been able to compile some data on this, and students that are actually in teachers that have received their national board certification are achieving at higher levels than students that are not. That research shows that not only do students who are in national board certified teachers outperform students who are not in nationally board certified teachers classrooms, but that is particularly profound, the effect that it has on our traditionally marginalized students, that their performance is even greater than the typical gain in performance. So um, it's serving to close the achievement gap. So I really, we really commend these teachers who've taken a step. That was assistant superintendents, Dr. David Hammond and Dr. Brian Lowney, and they were not alone in singing the praises of these four educators. Here's school board president, Brenda Rogers. It's a ton of work. It's really takes some devotion and we thank you for putting all that effort out. Congratulations. Bethel is now home to 103 national board certified teachers. We absolutely love updating our community on the progress we're making on all of the projects funded by our 2019 school construction bond. As always, thank you to our voters for approving the bond four years ago. As part of that, voters approved the renovation and expansion of Evergreen Elementary School. The school board recently accepted the final version of the educational specifications for that project. Yeah, I've seen those. That's that's like a 232-page document. I assume, Connor, that you did a deep dive and have lots of details to share with us today. Doug, I've told you before, I cannot read. But if you skim through it, there are some cool architectural drawings you can look at. The link's available at BethelSD.org news. Just click on the school board recap. And that project will begin shortly after the new Natchez Trail Elementary construction is finished this fall. In 2024, the old Natchez Trail Elementary will become home to the Evergreen Elementary staff and students, while the renovation and expansion of their school takes place. The Evergreen Elementary project will expand and modernize the current building, which was originally built in 1979. And while we're talking construction, the Pierce County Skill Center will soon be getting a new building. 
and not to be confusing, but it's going to be called the Evergreen Building, not to be confused with the Evergreen Elementary. This approximately 10,000 square foot building will house 240 students, and the school board just approved the constructability review for that project. And that is a 49-page document. Yeah, but there's no pictures in that one. But we'll see some soon, because the project has just gone out to bid. As a school district, it's important we tell you about new construction happening, but also that we're taking care of the buildings we already have. By law, school districts are required to have an asset preservation program that includes an annual report to the school board that covers the inspection results. Here's facilities manager Sean Sandvig. We've been going over and fixing these problems when we find them. Like if the tile's cracked, we start replacing cracked tile. We want to keep our buildings up so students and the parents see that we are doing a good job. The bulk of our schools in that report rated in the high 80s to low 90s on a 100-point scale. Now, usually facilities director Dave Wells would have made this annual presentation, but after 17 years of service here in Bethel, Dave is retiring, and he had a different part to play in that night's school board meeting. That's right. He was recognized with the Superintendent Superior Service Award. Here's Superintendent Tom Siegel. The quality of Bethel School District's facilities maintenance has steadily improved under your leadership over the past 17 years. We hear uniform praise from our principals about the remarkable care their schools receive as a result of your leadership. Our schools neat, clean appearance and excellent physical condition are a direct result of the hard work of your facilities department personnel. My congratulations to you for making our schools enjoyable places to learn and teach as well as centers of community pride. Congratulations, Dave, and happy retirement. Our buildings aren't the only ones being tested this time of year. It's also testing season for students at our elementary schools. Assistant Superintendent Dr. David Hammond reflected on how testing has changed over the years. For me, it was just in high school, we all went down to the theater and we had these small little desks and we had to try to balance the Scantron and the book. There was no lead up. There was no preparation other than, again, what you did in the classroom that really, depending on the format, the work that you did with your teacher may not have looked like what was on the test. Things have changed now. Teachers are prepping students for success and leveling the playing field so all students have the opportunity to succeed. We can have the student work with the teacher in a classroom, have a lesson on this is the construction, this is the type of question you'll see, this is what they're looking for in the answer, this is a rubric that goes with the test when they grade it. You know, you see the light bulb come on up. Oh, that's what they're looking for. Well, that's easy. I, you know, I didn't know that's what they were looking for. Along with that, it's just a lot of positive encouragement of, you know, you know the test, you can do this, you've done the work. There's a lot of celebration. There's a lot of fanfare that comes with it. Um, teachers are very excited when kids come in. Uh, and it's just a real warm, positive environment. Just a, a real credit to our staff. And if you look over the last 10 years, just how we've evolved and how we prepare our kids, they're just much more at ease, much more comfortable, and they're doing better on the test. It's not just the kids that you know, are, are going home and, and mom and dad are doing their homework with them every night. It's, it's all of our students now have access and all of our students have the ability to, to achieve at those higher levels. And, and you know, really it's, it's a, you see our scores throughout the years, but also just talking with the kids, they just feel more comfortable. 
And while they're not worried about testing yet, our preschoolers have been enjoying their first year of school. And in just a minute, we'll be hearing from some of them. But first, there's a special event for our multilingual families coming up, and we have a special guest joining us right now. Joining us today is Andrea Matthews. She's a multilingual education teacher at Graham Kapowson High School and Challenger High School. In addition to her duties in the classroom, Andrea is also helping to organize the MLE Family Fun Night. So Andrea, for those of us who haven't heard of that, can you give us just a little background on the event? What is it? This is a great opportunity for our Bethel School District multilingual education families to get together and celebrate their cultures. And so what can they expect when they show up? What kind of activities? What will they be learning? What will they be doing? What's, what's the whole night about? At our family fun night, we will have food, local entertainment, and representatives from Pierce County Library. They're going to help sign up people for their library cards. Bethel Virtual Academy will be there. Cambridge Academy, and even a representative from the Office of Superintendent of Public Instruction. So why is it important that we offer events like this to our multilingual learners and their families? These events are important because they serve as a testament to the district's commitment to serving these populations while valuing the linguistic and cultural diversity within our Bethel community. That's really cool. Anything else people should know about this event? Yeah, we will have interpreters on site. So we'll have Spanish, Samoan, Russian, and Punjabi. And all the attendees are encouraged to wear their traditional cultural attire. Andrea Matthews, thank you so much. We look forward to the event. Yes, I'm so excited to see all our multilingual families at Spanaway Lake High School. The Multilingual Night will be on June 2nd at Spanaway Lake High School from 5.30 to 7.30. Now, Connor was recently over at the Bethel Hope Early Learning Center to learn more about our transitional kindergarten program and to talk to some of the students. Let's listen in. What is your favorite part about coming here to school? Learning numbers. What about the food? How's the food here? Is it pretty good? Yeah. What, what's your favorite thing they serve here? Um, I like pineapple. And I think I love watermelon and Barbie school bus. And then, um, and then I think I love grapes. Grapes are good. Everybody's got to love grapes. Who's your favorite writer, author? Eric Litwin. What's his book? Pete the Cat. That sounds like a good one. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, a police officer. That's a good choice. That's a really good choice. Do you like singing? Yeah. you have a favorite song? Yeah. What is it? Um, your That's a classic. Thank you so much, Carly. I love hearing those little voices. Connor also took time to talk with Bethel Hope Early Learning Center transitional kindergarten teacher Jackie Putnam. Jackie, let's start with the very basics. A lot of people aren't quite sure what transitional kindergarten is. Is it kindergarten? Is it preschool? Is it something in between? Can you just give us a breakdown on what transitional kindergarten is? Yes, transitional kindergarten is kind of that in-between program. It's a kindergarten program, but it's designed for four to five-year-olds, so preschool-aged children, for children that have not had other early childhood experiences going on into kindergarten, and that they demonstrate a need for extra support before going in. So something that they need a little extra instruction on before that 
year in kindergarten. It's five days a week, full day, so that matches with the kindergarten portion. We use preschool curriculum so that it's developmentally appropriate for those four and five-year-olds. In terms of the amount of time, instructional time they're getting, where does that kind of line up in that spectrum of preschool or kindergarten? The amount of time they get is equivalent to what they would get if they're in kindergarten. If they were in preschool, they would be four days, half days. So they get quite a bit more time in school being in transitional kindergarten. And is this a program that's eligible to any child or is it kind of where their birth date falls in a year? How do you determine who gets into this program? They would have to be four by September 1st. So it's only for the kids that are going to kindergarten the following year. So it's only four coming in, turning five during the school year students. You've been at this for a while, uh, more than 30 years actually. So first, congratulations on that. That's really impressive in its own right. So what made you want to be a teacher in the first place and what has kept you going all these years? I was inspired in second grade by my second grade teacher. She just always made me feel like that was the place I was supposed to be. I just felt so welcome coming into her room. So from that point on, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do that for people. Just the joy of every day of seeing kids' excitement about learning, seeing their aha moments, and seeing the progress that they make has kept me going. What's the most fun part about being around this age group? I imagine they're pretty wild sometimes. What do you enjoy about kids this age? They are just really excited about learning. And you can do simple activities, and for them, it's a new experience. So they're super excited about it, and they're really enthusiastic about learning. On the flip side of that, I imagine it's not all perfect. What are some of the biggest challenges you face with this age group? For many of them, it's the first time being around other children their age. So just learning those social aspects of like that you don't always get your turn first, that sometimes you have to wait, you have to negotiate. Sometimes at group time, you need to um, sit quietly and listen to someone else speaking. So learning those aspects of social skills is sometimes challenging, especially in the beginning of the year. And we're standing in the Bethel Hope Early Learning Center. This is the second year of this new building. What's it been like so far? You've been in several buildings in the district. What's it like working in this new building? It's been nice in that we're all early childhood here. Being out of the elementary building has been a little challenging in that we don't see other aspects of the school. We don't see other children that are older that the kids can kind of model off of, that, that we can point them towards. Um, they don't have a full-size library like they would in an elementary school. So those little aspects have been a little different. Connor, thanks for going out and bringing back that great report. We started our show today talking about fad diets. Have you ever fallen prey to, to one of these? I've been on the same diet for coming up on 43 years. It's called the seafood diet. I see food, I eat it. Oh my gosh, if you're going to go there, I guess we have to say that the content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Mm-hmm.